tonight. I suspect a lot of you will um, maybe take a shot and and grit your teeth and watch <laughs> Joe Biden's State of the Union address. Is there anything he can point to that really is good? I mean, I guess the unemployment rate is low. I mean, if you really examine it in the, in the labor participation numbers are concerning they've been concerning for a while now i don't understand how people just drop out I mean, what is the mortgage you don't have to pay a mortgage anymore you don't have to pay rent i mean who pays the bills if you just drop out believe me when my alarm goes off at three o'clock in the morning it crosses my mind to drop out of the labor force but then i look at the uh, stack of bills and think yeah i better get my butt up to to get something done i just don't know what what is this guy going to point to that's so good and are you allowed as president to say things aren't good can you be honest with people and talk about um problems and how to fix them sean spicer's been through this a couple of times he was the press secretary to president trump and was on the hill uh in a bunch of different capacities over many many years and sean is the host of the beyond the briefing podcast now good morning to you how you doing I'm good, John. Good to be with you. Uh, it, it is going to be an interesting night how he kicks this thing off. I agree with you. Because the question is, are you honest or are you trying to be salesman? Well, it's, I'm watching MSNBC this morning just to kind of see. Uh, what, what, why would what you that do that? Is. You know what? Why? That's, I, I try to wake up. You, you talk about waking up and feeling what you want to get into the workforce. <laughs> that makes me pull the covers in and just go, oh, God. It's it's abuse that I suffer so other people don't have to. But, I mean, they really feel like uh, the economy has come roaring back. You know, I would say that it was like putting a plastic bag over somebody, suffocating them, and then when they come to claiming you saved their life, that's what I think the, the COVID situation's like for Joe Biden to claim that he is responsible for new jobs. But, I mean, hey, you gotta do you got to do the spin somehow, right? Well, look, I, I think there's a difference between, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to be cute by this, but I, I think that like there's a difference between saying, hey, look, there's some things that are going really well, we're improving, there's some things that need to, to still improve uh, or that we have, we're struggling with, right? So you, you mentioned uh, just a second ago the unemployment rate. That's definitely improving. But here's the reality. The Fed is raising interest rates in order to squeeze unemployment, all right, they want the, the labor force to contract. That's that's how they feel as though they're going to get hold of inflation. So if you're going to tout unemployment, just know that your own Fed is at the same time trying to create policies that will shrink the labor force, get people to um, get companies to to lay people off. So you better be careful because you're going to set the table for something that's going to eventually very shortly do this. Number two. Look, I, I was talking about this last night. Um, I, I went to the to the commissary where actually prices are cheaper, and I got excited because I found uh, what I thought were a dozen eggs for three bucks. And I went to reach in, and I realized it was half a box. It was half a dozen eggs. Oh. And uh, and and I just think that when you start telling people things are good, and what they're seeing in their daily lives is not good. Right. That, that they're like, wait a second, what world are you living in? And the White House looks disconnected as they have pretty much the last two years when they tell you things are fine. And the reality is that you're seeing both inflation and interest rates. I mean, interest rates now are continuing to creep up. The Fed just kicked it up another quarter basis point 
Um, so if you have a credit card or anything that has a variable interest rate, you're paying more. And so you just, you, I think that the White House is going to do itself uh, no favors by saying this. And then, you know, I, I, look, I've always, if you take it back to the election, elections are based on two things, personal security and economic security. We just covered the economic security. People aren't feeling it. Number two, on the personal security, we just saw a balloon from China fly over the entire country and take pictures of us. That didn't give people a warm fuzzy. And so, and then I, I think when you start to look at the, you know, I know you guys are a little bit south of us, but the other day in Washington, D.C., we see all these images of things that are happening on the metro. The, literally, I posted this to my Instagram uh, yesterday. They stole the valet stand and all the keys in it. That's how brazen it is. It's, this is not – we don't feel safe anymore. And I think to get up there and tell people you feel everything is good is just a, a, a lie. And I, I, I'll be interested to see how he approaches this. Yeah, well, it's not isolated to D.C. It's interesting because my neighbors, I lived at 6th and S in D.C. I haven't mentioned this on the air, uh, but I, I'm still on the um, email list for everybody in that block sending, you know, like their Christmas presents are being stolen off the front to the front porch, that kind of thing. And this weekend, the neighbor doused his family with gasoline and threatened to blow up his house. And my former neighbors, I'm looking at the response like, do you not realize that this is not normal? This is not okay? But they've almost been conditioned to believe that this type of behavior in Washington, D.C., downtown Washington, D.C., is acceptable. And I don't think that's unique. I find that people in the city of Richmond who have chosen to live in the city of Richmond are accepting behavior that I think, hell no, I'm not going to put up with that. But... Uh, there's a backslide here and it reminds me you know i was a child but my perception of the carter years it's like we're back to the carter years in this country but you know see here's the problem with your example and it's twofold number one that as you put the, the people who did that i will guarantee you if the police showed up they might have arrested them and if they did they're probably already out right so Number two, and you touched on this, and this is something that I touched on with the the killing of Tyree Nichols. Where is the value of life? I mean, back when I grew up, and you and I are probably fairly similar in terms of age, is everybody knew the line. You might get into a scuffle. There might be a bar fight, but everyone knew that, like, the line was, okay, guys, we've we've kind of gone far enough. And there's no line anymore. What amazed me about like your example is that someone's going to kill somebody when they do this. What happened in the Tyree Nichols thing that blew my mind was that at no point did any individual, and there ended up being a collective total of close to 10, say, okay, no one, not one person said, this is too far. Like, we've yeah, gone enough. too far. Like, Stop. And enough. And right. when do you say, I just threw gas at your house? That's too far. What do we? And, and by the way, and, and this goes to the first point. And there's no collective outrage. Nobody says, "I can't believe you thought of doing that." What an idiot you are! How insane you are! How demented you are! And yet we go, "Yeah, well, you know, that's just how." This, what what is going on in society and culture when behavior like that is almost normalized? 
that it's okay to punch somebody, to cause death, to burn their house, to destroy their property, and no collective outrage. And that's where we are in this country. What is it that causes us to allow a spy balloon from China to go over us? And not everybody is outraged. People are saying, well, you know, it's only a balloon. What the heck is happening? Our biggest adversary is floating a balloon to take pictures of our military installations and our capabilities. And a quarter of the country is like, ah, who cares? <laughs> Just letting it roll. While I've got you um, on the radio, what is the truth about what happened under President Trump with similar balloons? Or is that, you know, the typical D.C., let's make up a story, float it out there, and by the time everybody figures out it's bogus, we've achieved what we want to achieve, which is kind of neutralize the story for our guy. I, I think that's probably what it is. But what, so, what, so I, I think what you're asking is, is the question I've been asking. I think it's great. I, uh, so here's the deal. I've had a, a clearance for 24 years. I served mm-hmm. in the first year of the Trump administration with a very high clearance. I, I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't recall anything. But then again, I wasn't there for all four years. So I started calling around. Not one person had any clue what was being right. discussed. And then I continued to call people I knew and said, hey, open source, non-open source, not one person. Then what happened is, is you saw this story evolve where the, now the DOD is saying, because to your, I think what happened is exactly what you alluded to. They, the Biden administration said, can we, can we show that this has happened before so that we don't look like morons? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, it happened under Trump, too. And they said, oh, great, it happened under Trump. And so they went out and touted that out there. And then all of a sudden, everyone from Mike Pompeo to John Bolton, who's no fan of Donald Trump, to Rick Grinnell, to John Radcliffe, all came out, all their top intelligence people, CIA folks, and said, never happened, never briefed. And then once that happened, they went, oh, gosh, what do we do now? And they said, well, technically, we never briefed any of them, and we never briefed the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff either because we didn't even know about it. We just went back, like, i.e., they look on their ring doorbell, and they're like, hey, guess what happened four years ago? And what they're finding out today, according to the New York Times, is they didn't classify them. They classified them as, like, UFOs. So they were just trying to show that Biden wasn't incompetent and asleep at the wheel. And so they were trying to show that it happened under Trump. But here's the reality. And then secondly, what I would add is we don't know the nature of that. Did they fly over the northern Marianas Islands for eight seconds in the, in the Indo-Pacom region? And they're calling that the same thing. There is no way, shape or form that anybody is even intimating that it occurred for seven days over the continental United States or over military bases. They're just trying not to look as incompetent as they are. I think that's exactly what it is. And I, I, I hope it is. Uh, exposed. I'm, I'm sure the the national press doesn't have an interest in in really blowing that out of the water. But again, our our collective outrage when you feel like the White House press operation is deliberately manipulating you to deceive you. I just I feel like that crosses a line. I mean, it's one thing to put spin on things, but I feel like this is deliberate deception, and, and I. It is. It really and, makes and me mad. Is, but 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 he, you, and you and you should be. And here's but the thing is this the thing that blew my mind, John, was the press got told this evolving story that oh everybody you know it happened multiple times and they all went with it just just as if it was gospel truth. On Sunday, I played a clip yesterday. ABC, CBS, CNN, they all said you know as if it just there's, it happened. So they said 
you know, oh, uh, this happens three times under Trump. Fact, right? Well, yeah, right. then what happened is we all started to find out that it wasn't just a fact, and this is, here are the circumstances around this. Um, it, it is just mind-blowing how this went down. And I, I just, again, because you've got a press in, in right now that is literally like whatever they say, they take as truth and nothing that Biden does is wrong. I mean, they were literally out there defending him and saying, but he shot it over water. And I was like, right. but he was over the Aleutian Island chain before it hit the continental United States on the, off the Pacific. You right. could have shot it down then. Right. And no one looks like that's actually not, you know, an and, option. So it, it's and just the contrast, like Sean, to, to how they scrutinized everything you and the Trump team said, and, you know, good morning. No, it's not a good morning. This is a terrible morning if you ask the people who, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, i got to run, but I'll tune in this evening uh, to see your show, Spicer and Company, on Newsmax 5 to 6, if you want to get ready for the State of the Union. Sean's always got good insight. Who knows what will happen in the next few hours? And then check out his podcast, Beyond the Brief. Sean Spicer, thank you. John Reed, always great to see you. Thanks.